Welcome to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show with Tony and Corey. Built by Par Lumber. Go where the builders go. When it comes to big or small projects around the home, Tony and Corey have the know-how and the answers to make your life a bit easier. So here they are, the hosts of the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show, Tony and Corey. Hey, welcome to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show, built by Par Lumber. I'm Corey Valdez. And I'm Tony Cookston. Thanks for tuning in with us today. We've got another great show lined up for you. Today on the show, we're going to talk about your house and what's under your house. Yeah, that, that scary place underneath the house called the crawl space where nobody ever wants to go because it's yucky and dirty and there's things alive down there and, and everybody's afraid of it, right? I tell you what, everybody that's ever seen my crawl space, and I know you've spent an <laughs> intimate amount of yeah, hours in my crawl space, is, right. is, uh, is horrible. It's horrible. I have the worst crawl space ever. Yeah. But the fact is, it doesn't have to be that way. It, it is the, the way that it is because of um, neglect and uh, misunderstanding and, um, in some cases, poor quality construction. Not as not always the case. Um, but it doesn't have to be that way. And there is actually a company, uh, ran by a guy who totally understands that. And he offers a solution for that exact problem. You're absolutely right, Tony. And we have him sitting. That's what we did. We went out and right we got him with us. and we brought him in here and we said, let's tell all of our listeners what you know and uh, how you can help them out. So that's what we do. So we have Ryan Beckley with Terra Firma Foundation Systems in the studio with us. Ryan, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, oh, yeah thanks absolutely. for coming in again. It's great to have you. It's perfect timing because Tony and I last week, we literally talked about getting ready for fall. You know, the, the fall is here. It's going to start raining any day. And we need to figure out how to, you know, keep, keep our crawl spaces clean and dry uh, last week, we really focused on getting your gutters cleaned out and the importance of that. Uh, but you have a whole different take on how to keep them dry. And, you know, doing things like keeping your gutters clean and making sure that your downspouts are clear and your Ad rain drains are, are flushed out. Addressing cracks in your foundation or places where water's been pooling next to your foundation. Yeah, those are things that you can actively do. But if you can't physically get rid of the water, you have you have a solution for that. Yes, we do, and uh, that's that's one of the uh, one of the few things that Terra Firma specializes in. We are uh, we are very much a specialty contractor. Obviously, uh, foundation repair, uh, foundation systems. Um, we do structural stabilization. We do waterproofing and water mitigation in both crawl spaces and in basements, and we do encapsulation of crawl spaces, which is another thing we can talk about today. Um, with regard to water, though, I think, uh, you know, you, your, your subjects from last week were really probably the first line of defense that everybody should absolutely do this time of year. Make sure you, you get around your house, you check those gutters, obviously leaves coming down all the time. Um, last thing we want to have happen is have somebody's basement or crawl space get flooded because of a simple maintenance item. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't like to get called out for those. You don't <laughs> like to have me out there. Um, right. you know, that's, that's certainly something that it doesn't take a lot of time to just stay, go out there and check and see those things. Make sure that some dirt didn't get pushed around and, and water can flow into a crawl space vent or into a window well or anything like that. Those surface conditions that can, that can just by neglect or lack of maintenance, uh, cause what can be a really expensive issue are the first things you want to take care of. If those have been taken care of and you still have water getting into your crawl space or into your basement, that is the time that you would give us a call and we come out and we do our diagnosis 
and we present solutions and, and offer the, the different types of repair methodologies uh, and the warranties that come along with them. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Uh, when, when a home is built and the, and the ground is graded away from the house, it's all done to code, and then it's, they come out and they inspect it, and they make sure that you have a certain amount of fall away from the foundation away so the water doesn't, so that it doesn't run towards the foundation, right? That's all set up. And then years later, somebody goes and does a remodel, or they add a room, or they landscape, or they put in a sprinkler system or something, an irrigation system of some kind, and they come in there and they move a bunch of dirt around to do the thing, and they just totally um, disregard the the need to have proper uh, fall away from the foundation. I mean, the grade just changes. Absolutely. And, and they have no idea because they did it in the summer or something, and then the rains come, and, uh, and they've got water underneath the house, and they're like, I don't understand. Yep. What happened? And then you come along and you say, oh, how, oh, here's long, your problem. how long have yeah. you had the sprinkler system? Oh, yeah, I just put it in last summer. Yeah. There is a reason we're in this business for sure, because a lot of things do get neglected. So, yeah, yeah there's there's a there's a lot of lot of opportunities to fix these problems up front. And, uh, you know, Oregon, as everybody knows, definitely has seasons. And we have, you know, what most people in the trades would call the building season here. And it, it really is kind of a catch 22, because when people go out and they build homes or, or commercial buildings, in the wintertime, or excuse me, in the summertime, and they get the grading and the foundations done, they're not seeing a fair representation of what the worst case scenario is. Now, we all know it rains a lot around here. So, a lot. Yeah, you go out there in the summer, you know, in August, after it hasn't rained for two and a half or three months, and you really aren't getting a very good example of, of what the wintertime conditions are like. Um, with the proper construction methods, uh, you can absolutely avoid the need to ever have to call me for these things. Um, and, and it's unfortunate that, that people don't think a little farther forward at that point. But we also have an awful lot of houses that have been built long, long, long ago. So there's, uh, there's plenty of work for us to do, that's for sure. <laughs> well, we're building more work for you to do. Yes, <laughs> I, you know, most of the houses going up are using that old technology. Yeah, without a doubt. You know, when you're talking about uh, crawl space encapsulation, um, the, the old uh, mentality of having a ventilated crawl space, uh, as I've said before, Without a doubt, there are certainly circumstances in plenty of houses that have the right drainage, um, the right soil conditions, no presence of moisture. Um, and, and in that case, a, a ventilated crawl space can perform really just fine. But if you have the, the wrong conditions and the introduction of moisture, which in the seasons can create humidity, which then in turn creates mold growth, uh, that really can be a significant problem. Um, obviously, nobody wants to, you know, mold has become a, a pretty big issue. The incidences of, uh, of allergens in, in the home and, and, and issues with respiratory problems that are caused by having mold growing in a crawl space have become almost an epidemic, not just here, all over the world. And it, it really is a healthier way to have that environment underneath your home. Well, we've talked about this so many times on the show. We've actually had a professional on the show who does exactly that. She goes in and she tests homes mm -hmm. in their air quality for a living. That's what she does. And she is always shocked at how terrible the air quality is inside of people's homes. And we've talked about this on the show so many times that a majority of the air that you're breathing in is being replaced through your, your biggest air filter, which is your carpet mm -hmm. on the floor, mm -hmm. because all of it's coming up through the crawl space. Absolutely. And all the holes in your foundation, or all the holes in the floor, it's all coming up through there. So if you have a wet, damp, dank crawl space, and you stick your head down there and you wouldn't want to take a deep breath out of it, I mean, that's really what we're talking about here. 
It's that air. Yeah. And it's it's a it's one layer of of laminate flooring on top of some plywood and some carpet, and that's that's what's filtering it. And, <laughs> that's, you're exactly right. And it, it, people don't really recognize that in the wintertime when they have their house sealed up, they don't leave doors open, they don't leave windows open. Those crawl space vents are open all the time, and you're absolutely right. That is where all of the air is coming in through there. If there has been mold growing on that substrate of your floor, it's literally what is filtering. I just, I, if you always do what you always did, you'll always have what you always had. And we're going to talk about doing it differently <laughs> now. You're listening to Tony and Corey, your weekend warriors. We'll be right back. Show. Thanks for staying with us. Today in the show, we're talking with Ryan Beckley from Terraforma Foundation Systems. And uh, before the break, we were talking about encapsulated crawl spaces. Uh, and I think a lot of our listeners, if they listen to us regularly, they probably know what that is. But let's talk about that. What is it? Why does somebody want it? Let's talk about the process. Let's talk about everything. Okay. Well, um, in, in this part of the world, uh, we typically the the standard construction would be a ventilated crawl space. Um, you you have a, a lot you flat you flatten off to build a house on. You pour some footings. You pour some stem walls up a couple of feet. You have a suspended floor that goes across it and some supports. And uh, through you know recent history, I guess, or as long back as as uh, as they've been having building codes, um, it, it's been thought that the best way to do that is to have foundation vents to allow the air to flow freely in and out of that space. You do not want to seal it up without having some way to move or condition that air. Uh, some people that uh, are from the, the northeastern part of the country uh, about 25 or 30 years ago started recognizing that that really did, in a lot of cases, uh, lead to bigger problems. Uh, there were some studies that were done comparing and contrasting parts of the country that have uh, mostly slab on grade construction. And a lot of um, a lot of respiratory issues did not occur because of the absence of things like black mold growth in that crawl space environment. Uh, that's what led to this entire uh, industry being created of sealing up that crawl space. And you know the the building codes just haven't really caught up with what the actual science is. Uh, so today they're still building ventilated crawl spaces, and we do have people who will build a ventilated crawl space and then have us come in. You know, before they they even get the house finished and seal it up, we do uh, we do all of our work to meet an encapsulated crawl space code. Uh, as far as the installation of um, insulation, we re we actually remove the subfloor insulation. Uh, we uh, we install a layer of uh, drainage matting and a 125 millimeter uh, double vinyl lined uh, liner that's all completely sealed, and then uh, and then we install a crawl space dehumidifier that conditions the air. Man, oh man, that's a lot. That's a lot of uh, um, big words and <laughs> and uh, phenomenal products. But let's break that down a little bit. Obviously, um, one of the biggest things is that dirt, right, the ground, holds moisture. Yes, it and, does. And it releases moisture. So one of the things that they said we had to do when we're, um, can, when we're building a house is we have to cover the ground with plastic. 
right? We don't have to tape the seams or we don't have to even make sure that it's pushed down in the corners or whatever. Just put the plastic down there and, and it'll do its job is kind of the way we've been yeah, practicing. A conventional vapor barrier, which I mean, I will say having a vapor barrier is certainly better than not having a vapor barrier. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, for sure. But, you know, think of it like a swimming pool liner. Uh, you know, how well would that hold the water in? Uh, because it wouldn't hold it in very well at all. No, it's zero. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the moisture that, that is radiated up uh, or evaporated up through the soil. And in, in a lot of cases, you have hydraulic pressure that will push, uh, when the water table comes up, it'll literally push uh, flowing water up into those spaces. And, and that's one of those issues when you build in the summertime, you don't have the benefit of seeing that in a lot of cases. And then in the wintertime, those, those issues persist. Yeah, but, I mean, I've seen it in, in my crawl space. We, Tony and I spent many, many hours in my crawl space uh, digging trenches and uh, putting in a sump pump to eliminate just a gigantic pond I had down there. Yep. Uh, and then other aspects of the crawl space, you could see just standing water had been there in the past and it had moved and shifted around my vapor barrier. Mm -hmm. So I had a lot of exposed dirt down there, uh, which was releasing that moisture right up into the air and eventually growing mold on the bottom side of my, you know, framing. Right. And moisture comes from more than just out of the ground. Obviously, um, water can come in through cracks in your foundation or um, voids underneath your foundation or um, leaks from your HVAC system. Or, I mean, there's just water gets everywhere. I mean, Absolutely. in the Pacific Northwest, we know water gets everywhere. So, and then not to mention that they built the foundation with holes to let air through, which water also can come through. If you have, if we have flooding issues, which we have, or if you're, if your house is in a flood plain or near a flood plain, um, that's another, well, water's just coming right through those big giant holes. And so really the idea is to keep the water out because when water is in there, it creates all that mess, right? It creates mold and mildew. It creates smell and, 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 all those animals or rodents or whatever yeah. that are <laughs> underneath there, you know, it's just all a gross, nasty mess. Not a pleasant environment. I could tell you we cataloged some pretty fantastic photos of, of some Ugh. of those situations. Some of which, by the way, I'm going to just give you a plug here. Some of which, by the way, you have on your website. And I want to share that real quick so people uh, can go and check it out. You can read right along with what we're saying, essentially. Terra Firma Foundation Systems. Um, the one that I'm looking at, you have multiple websites, but the one I'm looking at is goterrafirma.com. That's right. G-O-Terrafirma, that's T-E-R-R-A-F-I-R-M-A, goterrafirma.com. And uh, right on this website, there is so much detailed information, literally six steps to a clean, healthy, and energy-saving crawl space. And you lay it all out. Hey, folks, if you've got a problem, this is what I would do to fix it. There's yep. no, There's really no secrets here. No, not at all. And that's one of the great things about technology these days, the internet. You know, we, we love an informed consumer. Uh, one, of the, one of the best things ever is when someone has actually gone and done the research. Uh, obviously, I would say our website's a great resource for that. But, you know, Google will point you in a lot of different directions to, to fill in uh, any other question you might have. And when you understand the circumstances, um, you know, that's, that's, that's one of the best relationships we have with a consumer because then our professionals, when they come out there, can really get to the root of the issue and what that customer's needs and wants are a lot quicker and a lot more efficiently. We do a very, very thorough inspection when we come out. We try to turn over every rock, if you will. We we crawl all the crawl space looking for everything when we're there. 
write a very thorough and detailed report. We provide humidity measurements and, and level surveys and things like that so that customer really knows exactly what the circumstances are. And there doesn't have to be. I mean, we do a lot of waterproofing leads this time of year when it hasn't rained in four and a half, five months. Mm-hmm. But the evidence is obviously there. Mm-hmm, and this mm-hmm. is the time of year, if there's still moisture in the soil, this is the time of year that you have the humidity issues because the high temperatures drawing that moisture out. That's what creates the opportunity for mold and organic growth like that. You know, it's interesting. Uh, last time we had you on the show, we learned all about your business. And uh, my father-in-law gave me a call. He was buying a home uh, in a golf community here in the Portland metro area. And uh, he, he one of the things that came up in the inspection was... Uh, some foundation cracks mm-hmm. and some standing water underneath the house in the crawl space. And this was in like the middle of August. So I said, well, you guys should call Ryan over at Terra Firma. You guys sent a guy over there and based on your inspection, they didn't end up buying the house. And it was one of those things that, you know, if they were going to buy the house, you guys were going to do the work, but they couldn't come to, it was so much work. Right, the price f- to have all of the work done that was needed to be done on that home, it wasn't worth it for them to buy it because the buyer didn't see the value, and they're like, "Well, somebody else will buy it. Some other sucker will buy it." But it saved my father-in-law a lot of money and probably health issues. Absolutely. To be quite honest, yep. and I-, I warned him of that all after all the things that we talked about and that we learned from you. Uh, you know, it-, it ended up not working out for you guys, but you. You guys hey. did that. You came out, you gave them that that uh, inspection, you gave them the bid and the price of what everything needed to be done should have been done. That worked to be out honest, for us just fine, I guarantee it. I guarantee you they're going to end up doing yeah, it. Yeah, we built a great relationship with your with your uh, with your father in that case and and that's what we do every time. Uh, you know, we come out and and we do the right job. Yeah. That's what we're here to do. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, the fact that you're informing um, the people that are calling you and that need help, you're informing them of what's going on. Very transparent. Uh, there's just no question marks. And uh, and building those relationships is really what has, I mean, I don't have to tell you, <laughs> is obviously uh, behind your success, uh, largely in, in part. Absolutely. Well, yeah, integrity is is uh, the forefront of everything we do. Um, we, we do not sell anybody anything. We want to come out and, and, and do a very thorough professional inspection and present to a customer everything that we see from our perspective and everything we can do to solve it. Well, we got to take another quick break, folks. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Show. Thanks for staying with us. Today on the show, we're talking with Ryan Beckley from Terra Firma Foundation Systems, and we're talking about having a healthy crawl space. And, uh, you know, we've mitigated the water, and we've realized we still have issues down there. And now we're going to have you come in, Terra Firma, and encapsulate our crawl space. And I kind of just want to know all of there is to know about that process and the benefits of it. Okay. So let's uh, let's do that. Let's uh, we've talked about you know you Tony before the break you were kind of talking a little bit about the vapor barrier 
and and yeah the insulation the like insulation the first thing obviously and if you go to and check out his website go terraferma.com uh you'll be able to see it's got all laid out there exactly what they do step one of course you go in there and you clean all that mess out that that old torn up black poly that's you know been laying on the ground and covered with water and and who knows what else might be in rodent there, feces know. yep <laughs> absolutely there's we found a, a pretty uh impressive variety of Less than appealing things in crawl spaces in Oregon and Washington, for sure. Yeah, gross. Uh, no, after the you know after the estimate uh, has been presented to the homeowner and, and they've decided to move forward, uh, first of all, uh, in in most crawl space encapsulation systems, there's usually a waterproofing component to it. So whatever that waterproofing component might need to be is is obviously very specific to each project. Um, if it's a single level crawl space, then it's usually just one zone of a perimeter drainage system inside on the interior perimeter that goes typically to a mechanical discharge for a sump pump. Mm-hmm. Um, that system, we usually try to get down below the footing so that we, and then, and then discharged from the lowest point so that we really have, uh, have prevented the opportunity for any, uh, significant water buildup. Even though we're going to seal it, we don't want to create a, uh, a problem underneath of it. Uh, at and after we've cleaned out all of the debris, a lot of times in those crawl spaces, you'll have a lot of leftover construction debris mm-hmm. uh, during the framing process. A lot of things that just get you know dropped and left down there. Uh, many times, if especially if it's a really bad crawl space, uh, the subfloor insulation is it, it holds so much entrained moisture, and and, and it, as it begins to have an organic growth or mold growth in there gets heavier, weights itself down. A lot of times that stuff will be falling, literally mm-hmm. just falling right out of there. Uh, so we clean all those things out, get rid of them, uh, take that all the landfill, get the water mitigated. And then at that point, we're uh, we're going to put a perimeter insulation panel. And it, it's uh, the code requires us to have a, a, a R15 fire retardant insulation panel. We seal all of the crawl space vents uh, with insulation foam on the inside, and then with a with a vent cover uh, on the outside, so that there's there's a good uh, stable seal that's there. Mm-hmm. And then through the whole cover of the of the the uh, soil surface underneath, we install uh, what's called drainage matting, which is simply a rigid uh, plastic uh, panel that rolls out that. Uh, it's uh, got dimples on it, so dimple mat that rolls there. That dimple will allow uh, a little separation between the top layer of the of the, uh, of the mat and the soil, so that if there is any kind of moisture, it has a an opportunity to flow to the drainage collection system. Oh yeah. And then it's also just another layer um, of of protection for our liner, uh, the the 125 mil fiber reinforced liner that we install is. Darn near bulletproof, but, you know, the last thing you want to do is have jagged rocks or, or even, you know, nails and things like that. So this provides one more layer uh, to keep that liner because we do truly seal that space. So we install the liner. We wrap all of the, uh, if it's got footing and, um, or, or a post and beam, we wrap all the posts uh, at the concrete level. We don't want to create a dry rot situation by wrapping on the wood. Mm-hmm. Uh, seal it up, uh, seal up over the insulation around the perimeter. We use a double, uh, double seaming system. Um, it's got a mastic uh, layer that uh, goes uh, to connect it, waterproof layer, and then a, another traditional tape seam that goes over the top of it. And when it's done, nothing gets through it. Oh, man. I mean, I'm looking at a picture on your website of, of course, a before and after. Yes. And uh, and the after, it looks, honestly, Ryan, like a clean room. 
Oh, it is. Yeah. I, I mean, it looks like uh, it's perfectly white and clean, and you can see everything, and there's no questions about uh, where something might be able to get in or... Uh, it, it's, it's absolutely, it's impressive, honestly. Well, thank you. Yeah, we, we definitely uh, take a, a lot of pride in, in making those spaces uh, look really fantastic when we're done with them. So is there no possibility uh, after it's done, right? And the, the thing, the mats are down and the insulation's on the sides and it's all clean and tight. There's no opportunity for, um, for moisture to get into that space anymore. That's the idea. We, we seal this thing up completely. We've discharged handled any kind of water source that could be underneath of the liner that could disrupt it. We've then put in the dehumidifier inside the, the sealed space. So we now have an opportunity to exchange that air and, and process it, manage the humidity level inside the encapsulated crawl space. You choose some specific spot where, um, where the dehumidifier can vent out. Yes. And that's, uh, and then you don't have the problem with, um, you don't have the problem with freezing pipes or, uh, or any of the things that would come from cold air blowing in underneath the house. Absolutely. And that's another big, uh, significant advantage to the system on top of eliminating the opportunity for, you know, mold growth and, and organics in that space is, you know, you, you have, you have this open environment that is, you've got, you've got air that might be below freezing. It might be 105 degrees in the summertime and your HVAC system and all your pipes are, are right there. And typically <laughs> at, at, at the very best, they're minimally insulated. And a lot of times in the older homes, they're not insulated at all. And if you just have a sheet metal piece of ducting that is running right next to a crawl space vent and in the wintertime, you've got 30 degree air outside blowing right on that piece of sheet metal and you're trying to heat your house, you are losing a massive amount of energy to that exchange right there. Right, so right. That, that helps a lot. Well, you know, to go along with that, you know, in my house, Tony and I, one of the projects we did on my house is I had insulated uh, pipe, very minimally insulated, just like you said, they were rigid, rigid pipes. Uh, half of them were broken and falling. Some of them were dangling down in water. Mm -hmm. So when we were going down there, I mean, my HVAC would turn on and I would hear gurgling coming from the pipes. Well, we got it all replaced with brand new flex pipe. We did that in the summer. And then by that winter time, when Tony and I are redoing my kitchen, we realized that it had reflooded, and now all of those new pipes were a foot underwater. <laughs> yeah. So all of that new insulated pipe, you know, it was flex insulated flex. All that was ruined. Yeah, really, honestly, we were misguided a little bit in what we thought was producing the water, and so when we thought we had mitigated the water problem, um, then we went ahead with having all of the HVAC pipes replaced only to find out wah, wah, we were wrong about where the water <laughs> was coming from. And uh, then when we went back through it again, uh, we were able to find out where the water was actually coming from, solve that problem, uh, fix all the HVAC stuff again. And this time we did not leave um, anything to chance. We did install a sump pump down there and we dug that big giant hole at the <laughs> lowest point and put that bucket thing down there and, and uh, tested it worked really good. And, um, you know, and honestly, Ryan, we honestly probably wouldn't have had the wherewithal, um, maybe to, to know that that was something we needed to do if it hadn't been for past shows with you and hearing you say, hey, this is the way we get stuff done. And you affect people and their situation without even realizing it. Just by hey. being who you are and having the information on the internet that you have and coming on the radio and talking about the stuff, you you change uh 
people's situations for the better. It's a pretty awesome thing you do. Well, that's, that's what we're here for. And obviously, uh, we would have loved to have done the project for you, but you guys chose to handle it by yourself, and I'm sure you did a great job. So, Well, yeah. <laughs> well you know, we're cheap. So, uh, <laughs> um, And, of course, we're always trying to further our ability and our understanding of uh, home ownership and maintenance and all the things Absolutely. that go along with that. Yeah, we are weekend warriors, sometimes for the worst. <laughs> yeah, to a fault, right? <laughs> um, so, so you've got the whole thing all done. It's wrapped up. It's super tight. It's waterproof. It's airtight. Um, the dehumidifier's in there. And um, now it's a place where you can open the crawl space and put the dog down there and it'd be his like a little timeout space or whatever. <laughs> well, I don't necessarily know that I would recommend putting the dog down there because I don't think that... Uh, claws are, are over time going to be the best possible thing, but it certainly would be a place that at that point you could store things, you know, you, you can use that, you can utilize that for storage space. Uh, you know, a lot of people have, have really found that they have a tremendous number of uses for the, you know, you have, sometimes you have stand-up crawl spaces. People have, have put whole uh, additional usable space into those after we've been able to uh, create a, a livable environment in there, which it really is when it's done. So... Yeah, especially um, the one thing that Corey and I hit on all the time. Um, when you turn on a fan inside your house, it's pulling new air into the house, and it's oftentimes coming from your crawl space. Always we say, don't let that happen. In this case, obviously it's fine <laughs> because the air is conditioned. Thank you so much, Brian, for being with us today. It was really great to have you, and uh, we love hearing all the things that you have to share. Uh, Tara Firma, go terrafirma.com, folks. Check that out. You're listening to Tony and Corey, Your Weekend Warriors. We'll be right back. Show with Tony and Corey, built by Par Lumber. Now, here's Tony and Corey. Hey, welcome back to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show. Thanks for staying with us. I just want to say thank you to Ryan Beckley. I know he had to run out of here, but uh, if you want to go and check out Terra Firma, uh, what's the website, Tony? It's goterrafirma.com. Yeah, that's right. T E R R A F I R M A. Goterrafirma.com. Uh, they do some amazing work. And uh, if you've got foundation problems, uh, they're the they're the people you need to talk to. Yeah, so yeah, that's absolutely true. Uh, we appreciate that uh, you being on, Ryan. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, you know, Tony. So we've been talking about sealing up crawl spaces, but not every crawl space is the same. Yeah, I mean, even Ryan said there are situations where the current situation, the the current way that we are building foundation uh, foundations in crawl spaces is okay, right? If you're up high and and uh, it's real dry and and everything is working the way it's supposed to, that's okay. You know, it's not always bad, but um, but there is, the way he's explained it to us, a better way to do it. And so we need to talk a little bit about that. Not everybody is going to seal up their crawl space and make it airtight and, and waterproof. Um, in some cases, it's going to remain, but d- that doesn't mean that a regular foundation vent, which we've been using for so long, is still the best way to go. So what we've done is we've reached out to um, to a company called SmartVent, 
And uh, we got a hold of a gentleman by the name of Clay Goodrich, and we've got him on the show now. And we're going to talk to him about um, a, his product and a product that really is the future um, to in order to protect homes from flood damage. So let's get Clay on. Clay, are you there with us? Absolutely. Thanks for having me, you guys. Yeah, yeah. thanks for coming. You guys, you're t essentially taking a 100% different approach at a crawl space and how you look at it and the, the measures that you take to keep your home safe. Absolutely. Correct? Mm -hmm. what, yes, what is the product? What is that product that you guys make? Smart Vent. What is that all about? So when so specifically when you build in the uh, the FEMA uh, mapped special flood hazard area. So if you go now, you can go to um, FEMA's map resource center and you can find out just by uh, plugging in your address if you're in a hazard zone. So what happens when you want to build in those hazard zones, uh, there's an extra layer of code compliances um, per FEMA. And typically uh, counties will adopt in, you know, different measures on top of that. But there's a basic. Uh, code compliancy, and that's um, flood venting, engineered flood venting, um, flood openings. Um, it's called, there's kind of a, a mix of different um, ways we we uh, we address them, but it, basically it's a flood opening. An engineered flood opening is, is what we do, um, and it's to protect the foundation. And what that does is typically in closed space, um, the easiest example is, is crawl space, um, anything below... Um, the mapped, what they call the base flood elevation. Uh, the base flood elevation is is a, a, a watermark, a benchmark that FEMA has um, documented where there's a 1% annual chance every year that the flood water is going to get to that level. Mm -hmm. um, so, that's so, where, it, so that's really mm -hmm. what we're talking about. We're talking about floods. And if Correct. you live in a house and you live in a floodplain. Mm. What's the difference between a floodplain and a 100-year floodplain? Is that the same thing? It is. It's it, there, it, again. There's. Um, you'll hear it called different things. Um, I think the most common uh, maybe connection people can make is uh, the hundred-year floodplain. That's kind of probably the most known uh, nomenclature for it, if you will. Um, we now, you know, as flood geeks, if you will, um, <laughs> call, call it <laughs> to generalize that we call it special flood hazard area (SFHA). Um, just to generalize it uh, when we talk flood geeky stuff, mm -hmm. <laughs> but. But again, if um, the the more common uh, like nomenclature type uh, or is the hundred year floodplain, and that's again up until about 1988, um, there weren't there weren't these flood maps, um, so that's when they started doing their um, their their watermarking, their surveying, all that stuff. So that's when the the attrition of flood maps uh, came about, and and that's how you have these these special flood hazards special flood hazard areas of today. Yeah. yeah, I'm actually very familiar with floodplains. My last home that I uh, purchased was in a floodplain, and we actually were right on the edge of the flood map. And it was kind of it was kind of irritating. I, I feel your teeth gritting there a bit. Yes. <laughs> I mean it, I feel like kind of a bite of like oh. the front of our property was in the floodplain and that's it. Mm -hmm. It never even reached our home. And we tried everything to get uh, out of that floodplain. So it's really interesting how that works. And I just talked about this today um, at a, we do architectural uh, outreach, lunch and learn type stuff. I just talked about this too. What, what's really you know confusing and, and where we can be a resource is you are probably 
um, your lot or your property was probably split um, by the floodplain. So some of it was in it, some of it was not. Correct. If if the building structure uh, pokes into that actual flood zone, then the entire building is has to be compliant to that zone. So that's that's the tricky thing um, in new construction. If you have a big lot and you have the luxury of placing that property somewhere um, and out of that zone, then that's that's the win-win. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a smaller lot and you just have to encroach on that flood zone, then you actually have to build to that flood criteria, that FEMA uh, criteria. So to meet point. FEMA code, you guys manufacture a product called Smart mm-hmm. Vents, yes, and sir. those vents uh, allow you to meet code. Exactly. So what FEMA, the code says is um, anything enclosed, any enclosed space with four rigid walls below that that base foot elevation uh, bench watermark that I was speaking of uh, has to have proper flood venting in the walls to alleviate, to equalize and alleviate that hydrostatic pressure of flood water. Hold on, hold on. So force. explain that. What does that mean? I guess I guess I'm trying to... Think about this from, you know, my perspective is I don't know a ton about, I'm not a, you know, a flood geek. I don't know a ton about this stuff. So, oh, I think you have it in you. I think what, is, yeah. what is the purpose of your product? So you're, you're, you have a vent that goes into the foundation. Which, you, every, which is in every house already. Uh, the vents that are there, and they're screened. And which and, is required by code. Right, you, and those don't hold back water because they're screened, right? Yeah, correct. So, so there's two different things we're, we're working with here. Um, two different codes. So you're you're dealing with airflow, which is a requirement typically in 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 uh, in crawl spaces because they want they want that airflow so you don't correct get that, unless it's a conditioned uh, space, which is what we talked about in our first few segments. Exactly, exactly. So um, that's that's the next level stuff of, of protection of your foundation, right? So that's the encapsulations. Um, you know, you have your uh, dehumidifiers, all that stuff. That's the next level uh, of protection. Um, now, if you have that space in the flood zone, you still have to protect it with flood venting on top of, you know, the, the air venting and everything. So, um, it's so kind what, of, what does that yeah, mean? I, what does flood venting mean? So it's almost the opposite, almost, um, of what you would think. So you're, you're allowing the water in, um, and you're allowing it to not gain head pressure. So you're allowing it to not gain all that, 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 uh, force, by equalizing the pressure by allowing it in. It's called passive solution. Okay. So uh, passive solution means that it has to be completely automatic. Um, so what it does is when the flood water rises to a level, it will automatically actuate uh, our smart vent flood vent and allow the flood water to pass through. Um, and at this point, we're not as much worried about um, the crawl space getting damp or wet as we are taking all that massive hydrodynamic that push off the foundation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you'll okay. you'll see a lot of the pictures stock pictures of of houses and that have been devastated that actually will lift up and 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 move down the floodway oh okay that it. makes sense um hey i so hate that, to cut you off we actually have to take a quick break i want you to think about that a little bit more because i want to explain <laughs> i what know that we is. have to dig into that a little bit that, that, that's a lot yeah. hold on clay one second we'll take a quick break all right folks you're listening to tony and Corey. your weekend warriors will be right back
Welcome to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show with Tony and Corey. Built by Par Lumber. Go where the builders go. When it comes to big or small projects around the home, Tony and Corey have the know-how and the answers to make your life a bit easier. So here they are, the hosts of the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show, Tony and Corey. Hey, welcome back to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show built by Par Lumber. Thanks for staying with us. If you haven't already, go check us out on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Show. Uh, today in the show, we're talking about crawl spaces. Uh, we had Ryan Beckley on with Terra Firma talking about how to seal it up. But now we've got Clay Goodrich on the show uh, from Smart Vent. And it sounds so technical. Technical. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I feel like we want to just take a quick minute here, um, Clay, and I want to break this down just a little bit. We've been talking about some some pretty heavy stuff. We've been talking about yeah. head pressure <laughs> and hydrostatic pressure yeah. and, and floodwaters and all this stuff. And so let's let's sort of um, go into slow mo here real quick and zero yeah. in a little bit on on the product that you've got and what is its primary function? What is the primary function of your product? All right. So the primary function is to protect the foundations in those flood hazard zones, and the way it does that, it just uh, alleviates um, the water pressure uh, off the foundation and equalizes it, so there's not a a bunch of push on the foundation and that push, that force uh, creates uh, damage, fracture. Um, it, it basically um, compromises the integrity. Okay. Uh, if you if you allow that floor to, to, to build that pressure. Build, okay. So mm-hmm. the, what is the difference then between your product, the smart vent product, and a regular mm-hmm. old screened foundation vent that doesn't have a styrofoam plug? I mean, it's just got a wire mesh sort of that keeps rodents and things out but it wouldn't stop water so how would there be a head pressure or hydrostatic pressure against the foundation wall in the event of just having a normal foundation wouldn't water just flow right through a vent Uh, well typically um you would think that but in in years of of uh, case studies um those vents that don't open up uh will clog with debris and render them you know, just clog them and render them non-functional. That's why even FEMA goes as far as to avoid using those devices for actual flood vents. Oh, well, that makes oh, perfect okay. sense because yeah. when flood waters come, it's not just water anymore. Now you've oh, yeah, got yeah. Uh, all of that stuff that floats like grass and and uh, sediment, all kinds of... Sediment. Yeah, sediment. And that stuff's going to... Sticks and stones that it's break gonna, bones. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to pack up against that screen with those tiny little holes. And then suddenly now the water can't get through anymore. And that water is building up and pushing hard on that foundation vent. And then it, that could potentially absolutely. cause damage. So what we're really talking about here, folks, is, is not trying to keep water out from underneath the house. Instead, in fact... We want to let it in and everything that it's carrying so that it can come in and get back out the other side and equalize mm. in order to keep your house on the foundation wall. Exactly. And and I went from zero to 100 a little earlier. So I, I think you, <laughs> yeah. you, you guys did a very good job about breaking that down. Um, I get a little flood geeky. <laughs> so, yeah, so, no, yeah, it totally so makes you're basically, sense. So you're, it's kind of opposite of what you would think, um, quite honestly. But you're, but we want to alleviate that hydrostatic pressure, and that's what FEMA is mitigating against: is that 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 force, that push, uh, that when it builds up, it has a massive push, and that's where you see uh, compromised foundation with fractures and uh, and cracks, and even as far as to um, like CMU block foundations, uh, will actually displace them 
there's so much push there. Um, it's it's got a a lot of floodwater has a lot of force. Uh, it can pick up literally pick up sure. uh, a car in literally six inches or so of, of floodwater. So it's got a lot of force. It's got it does a it does a lot of impact. Uh, you wouldn't think it looks pretty um, unassuming, but it really is powerful stuff. So that's what we're mitigating against that 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 build up that push. Yeah, so collapsing the foundation so walls and, and and knocking your house off onto the ground, which is a lot more than uh, cleaning up some water damage, uh, for sure. Absolutely, yeah. So that's what I was referring to. We're not so much worried about at all getting the crawl space wet um, as we are, because that will dry at some point as sure. we are, you know, taking that that huge push and that force. Yeah, like Tony um, said, off, you're just kind of letting off. it in. Yeah, you're letting yeah, exactly. it in. Yeah, letting yeah. letting nature do its thing uh, <laughs> without uh, taking your house down with it. So when Absolutely. when your product is installed, I assume your product is um, about the same size. It fits into the same size hole as a as a regular foundation vent. Um, very high percentage of the time, yes. So that's why back when we um, when we first started producing it, we made it eight by sixteen, um, typically, because uh, that was most commonly an air vent size so that's what we kind of built uh built around to be more uh plug and play ready um retrofit for uh retrofit friendly um and so we kind of did we went off of that because that was the most common size um across the country um, of an air vent so we wanted to keep you know yeah uh, as as uh as close as possible to that so we could um so it could be incorporated into existing openings yeah. um and standalone we could do it in new construction as well yeah so. well that makes sense because i feel like when i think about how many people Corey, are deciding to build a new home in the floodplain right yeah it's a scary thing we we know better now where floodplains are and they're marked and you know people talk about it so so if you're making the decision to build in a floodplain um, it seems like that would be happening less often than people are realizing they're in a floodplain and they need to do something about it. So the fact that your product is able to be retrofit and put in after the home's been built, that, that's very important. I feel like that's happening probably more often than people are choosing to build in a floodplain. Is, is that the, is that you think that's the truth? Oh, absolutely. And what's the, it's a nice, it's a nice crossover because again, um, some of these homes were built uh, prior to flood, uh, flood maps and, and regulation, um, and now they're actually, you know, currently they're they're in a floodplain, and they didn't they didn't start out being that way. So that's yeah, because the, the flood the, maps the, change, right, over the years. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, they do. They change uh, periodically and, and quite often. Um, so that's why the retrofit is such a valuable um, resource, uh, and that's kind of why it's uh, it's designed the way it is. Mm -hmm. Because um, you can take a what they call a pre-firm property, which is a property that was built uh, prior to flood maps, and you can retrofit in um, new engineered um, smart vent engineered flood vents and bring your property to compliance. So that's a huge um, uh, that's a huge huge uh, asset as yeah. far as the product goes in itself. When I think about the name Smart Vent, uh, it implies that your that your vent is <laughs> well not simple or dumb. So, um, so tell me this: if your vent goes in to the same size hole as the mm -hmm. as a regular foundation vent, a retrofit one anyway, and it, it goes into that hole, and then it somehow performs differently than the vent that's in there now. Um, and so, what I want to do is sort of break that down. And talk a little bit about how your vent um, 
operates differently than a, a vent that would be in a house um, already. But before we do that, um, we will have to take a quick break. So, so let's just really quickly recap for the folks. We're talking to Clay Goodrich, and he works for Smart Vent, and he's uh, selling a product that would essentially, if your home is in a in or around a floodplain, uh, he sells a product that could keep your house essentially from being super badly damaged in the event of a flood. And when we say flood, we're not necessarily talking about 20 foot tall waves. We got to take a quick break. When we come back more with Clay Goodrich and Smart Vent, you're listening to Tony and Corey, your weekend warriors. We'll be right back. with Tony and Corey, built by Par Lumber. Now, here's Tony and Corey. Hey, welcome back to Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show. Thanks for staying with us. Today on the show, we're talking about crawl spaces. And we've got a gentleman named Clay Goodrich on the show. He works for a company called SmartVent. And they manufacture a product that goes into your crawl space where the old vent used to be that allows water to pass through. Am I saying that right? Uh, correct. Yeah, it's uh, basically, yes, correct. Mm-hmm. It allows the water to pass through and yet uh, mitigates the danger of things that come with the flood water, like uh, foliage and that sort of stuff, from blocking the passage. So how does your vent operate differently than a regular foundation vent? And what is it that makes it smart? So kind of a, a two things that... that it got that smart uh, uh, nickname, or not nickname, is actually named, is the fact that it, uh, it will actually open automatically. Um, we have two patented floats uh, that work off of buoyancy that are kind of locked into place. Um, okay. Until, I was wondering until, how that worked. <laughs> yeah. So we have two patented floats that are built into our flood door. And once the flood water rises to a level and actuates um, uh, those floats off of buoyancy, it opens it up and allows that flood water to pass unobstructed. And that's the key thing is now it opens up and allows that debris, that foliage, as you spoke of, um, you know, pine needles, uh, sediment, all the things that come with flood, uh, it allows that to pass through unobstructed. So you're not um, with common uh, air vents. Uh, they don't have that capability because they're fixed. Um, they're static. So they're going to clog up with debris uh, leaves, um, sediment, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. The, te- the, te- the technology behind SmartVent is the patented floats for one that are um, that that open up automatically because uh, FEMA says that a that a flood vent um, cannot equate any human intervention in the in the. Uh, so in, in case the, of a uh, flood, you don't have to run out there and open exactly. your vents. Exactly. Yeah. So, and that's part of the code. So FEMA says that um, no human intervention can be equated to the design of it. So it has to it has to be passive, which means it has to work automatically, whether you're home or not. And that's such a huge function. So it kind of um, works. Would would you say that it kind of works like a sump pump, where there's a float in there that, as water rises in your crawl space, the float comes up and then reaches a point where the vent opens. 
You know, I, that's a good that's a good analogy. Yeah, yeah, it, it basically is that. So um, these patented floats, there's two of them, one on each side of the flood door, and yeah, they're they're sitting in their little seats. And per FEMA code, um, engineered or flood vents have to be within uh, 12 inches of the finished grade of your home or your foundation. And so once that water rises to that level, um, it kind of senses their danger, I guess you could say, <laughs> and opens up and allows that, uh, that flood water to not accumulate that, that push, that pressure, right. that force. That so force. they're not just, you can't just easily open them up, you know, a rat or a, an animal couldn't just walk up to it, flip that sucker open like a doggy door. <laughs> doggy door, a rodent <laughs> door. A rodent well, door. Well, if you had opposable thumbs, so maybe you could, you know, do some stuff. Uh, no, so it's Raccoons. also. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, I have a funny story for another time, but um, uh, for, uh, about a raccoon and one of our projects. But no, it actually uh, is seated in its locked position um, and it meets the, the rodent screen requirement perfume as well. Um, so you can go, you can tap on it and literally it, it will, it will stay in its, in its, uh, in its closed and locked position. The only way it actuates is when that flood water rises, um, and floods the keyways and rises and lets those floats, uh, up out of their, um, up out of their seats and okay. allows it to, to, to rotate open. So your product meets code for air and water. Uh, we do. And that's the other, um, the other reason why it's called smart vent, we have our dual function model um, that that it also has uh, louvers built into the flood door that rotate open and closed automatically on temperature change. So we can now we can now do a dual function. We can meet uh, airflow requirements, and we still obviously our main purpose uh, is uh, to meet the flood criteria uh, code as well. So our dual function. Uh, we have a dual function, but we also have one. We, if you don't need airflow, so say like full height enclosure, so so say maybe a garage uh, where you don't need the airflow, uh, we have the same the same model, but it's just insulated. It doesn't have those louvers uh, that open up for airflow. Which, oh, you know, and everything. Oh, that's, that makes that makes it so. The, essentially, if you've got louvers that open and close uh, based on the temperature, then that that takes away the need to plug your foundation vents in the winter time with uh, like like styrofoam blocks that sort of keep the cold wind from whipping underneath the house and freezing your pipes. Exactly, and that's that's one of the reasons why it's called smart vent. Um, is those louvers? There's three uh, stainless steel louver blades and. The, the vent itself is all stainless steel, 3 sixteenths uh, type L, uh, the best. Um, and those louvers are built into that flood door, and yet they do, uh, they'll close um, at 35 degrees, um, and they'll open back up at, uh, at 65 degrees. So That's really, um, that's really cool. Yeah. Would it be, uh, would, you, would you sell a lot of those to people just in general that would like that, I guess, feature? Um, that's going to be a very expensive way of, of doing that <laughs> <laughs> uh, because we, you know, because we built our product uh, for these harsh, you know, environments mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. in all different aspects of uh, walks of life. I mean, hot, cold, uh, we even, uh, there's floodplain in Alaska, uh, there's floodplain in Hawaii. So we only start out with 316 stainless steel because of that, um, um, that, you know, that all the different um, climates and everything that you build into. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't recommend if, if that's all you needed for, you know, an air vent and you like the technology, 
um, yeah, I suppose you could, you know, you could, it's just a very, yeah. um, you know, it's a very expensive way to do it and it wouldn't be, you know, practical because if you're not in a floodplain, you're not required to do it. Right. Um, so I wouldn't recommend doing that if, if you weren't in the floodplain and you're trying to meet those, um, that, uh, that code, cre- uh, that code requirement. Um, but it is smart. I mean, it's a pretty cool technology. <laughs> Uh, but Absolutely. like you said, it's, if you, really this product is designed for flood zones, right? And keeping that hydrostatic pressure from destroying your foundation. So here's a question for you, Clay. Um, huh? If you were going to be floodproofing your home and in using smart vents, uh, would you need to fill every foundation hole with a smart vent, or or a- do you just need to do a certain percentage uh, around? That is a great question. Um, so the general code, um, for flood mitigation is what we call the one for one. And that's one square inch of mitigation for every one square foot of enclosed space. So just for round numbers, say you have a thousand, uh, square foot crawl space, you would need a thousand net free square inches of mitigation, um, for that foundation. Mm. And, and the, uh, the, 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 the major thing with our product is it's ICC uh, ES uh, accredited. So that's a huge, huge thing in the building industry. When you get your ICC accreditation, uh, that means, you know, you have documentation, you have engineering, you have all that stuff that comes with it. That's easily submittable uh, to a municipality, um, to code official, uh, to a surveyor, whoever needs that, that raw information. It's a huge, that's a huge game changer is being an ICCES, which stands for International Code Council. And you guys know that's kind of mm-hmm. the, yep. the ruling body, mm-hmm. the ruling body of, mm-hmm. of, of building for the most part. And then the ES stands for Evaluation Service. So that means we, we've taken our product, we've run it through some stringent, very high level tests to make sure it performs um, as, as we market it to. That's and awesome. The, hu- the huge thing is, is each engineered flood vent, each engineered smart vent does 200 square feet of enclosed space mm, mm. Uh, uh, per uh, per flood, uh, per, per smart vent. Okay. And that's huge. That, that's a game changer. We got to take another quick break. When we come back, I got a great question for you about your product. You're listening to Tony and Corey, your weekend warriors. We'll be right back. Thanks for staying with us. Today in the show, we're talking about crawl spaces. And most recently, now we're talking about flooding and the importance of having the proper venting in a crawl space that will allow your home not to be destroyed by a flood. Right. Or prevent it, I guess. Right. Absolutely. Certain aspects. And in the Pacific Northwest, one of the things we deal a lot with, of course, is rain and rainwater. And uh, so this is definitely an area... Um, that we need to talk about and we need to uh, instruct everyone as, as much as we can so that they are prepared in the event of. So we're talking to Clay Goodrich with uh, Smart Vent. 
And uh, Clay, we really appreciate you being on with us. Thank you so much. Oh, it's all my pleasure. I, I'm a fanboy. I love you guys. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> thanks for thanks for having me. Yeah, you hey, bet. You Before we went to a break, I I sort of teased that I had a really big question, and and this is really <laughs> where we're at. Um, I'm thinking about insurance, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I know that uh, flood insurance is um, is a thing that nobody wants to go and get because you're thinking, when's that going to happen to me? But if you're in a flood plain, um, I feel like that it, it, it seems like it might even be a requirement. Do you have to have flood insurance if you own a home in a floodplain? So if you carry a mortgage on your property, uh, typically the lending uh, facility will, will require uh, you to have flood insurance to protect their investment. Um, uh, I did have this this nice, really nice lady um, in Oregon that we helped out a couple of years ago um, that had her house paid off. Um, so the the devil's in the details, as it were. Um, if you don't have a mortgage on your property, then technically you're not required to have flood insurance um, because no no lender is is backing. Um, so they're not they don't need any protection, obviously. So technically you don't have to if you don't have a, a mortgage. And a lot of us hopefully um, will be there someday, <laughs> but uh, most of us do have a mortgage. So um, so if you do have a mortgage, the lending institute will require. Uh, protection of their of their investment, um, and that is uh, the flood insurance. Yeah, and yeah. If you live in a floodplain, you're required to have it. And if you don't exactly. live in a floodplain, you can't get it, right? <laughs> I mean, it, it, uh, you certainly can. Um, in fact, as you know, I want to do too deep and too confusing, but in certain uh, certain flood zones like X, um, unshaded X's and stuff like that, um, they let you know you're in a floodplain, um, but they don't require you to get flood insurance. So there are situations, and that's where we help connect those dots. And as we we're uh, talking about in a break, is we saw a huge disconnect between homeowners in, in a floodplain and building in a floodplain and and trying to you know trying to uh, improve their home in a floodplain, and then and then working to compliancy on new construction uh, compliances and then even even uh, remodel um, um, if you. It, so the, the FEMA says if you uh, improve your place um, at a, a 50% of the value of the, of the property or more, then you have to make it current code compliant. Um, oh. So that's a huge. That's so if you huge... live in a, in a floodplain and mm-hmm. you've done a remodel, mm-hmm. an expensive remodel, I'd mind you, if you more than 50% yes. of the value, that was easy, you, got, you have to pretty much go and buy some smart vents. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to be current code compliant at that point. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, I did not know that. Yeah. That, that is, uh, that's so th- good information. Yeah, so this is this is the huge disconnect um, that we have saw, and we, we basically, um, that's where we evolved uh, what we call the FRE uh, program, and that means flood risk evaluator. So um, your, uh, your, uh, your fans, your clients, um, you know, anybody uh, can reach out to us, and we can run your properties uh, address and diagnostics, and uh, if say you're having trouble, you know your your premiums are going up exponentially every year, um, and you're just you know you, you you feel like there's there's nothing you can do. Most of the chance, most of the time, there is a there is something we can do. So we have this new uh, module. It's um, resource. It's called Flood Risk Evaluator, and we will run the property's diagnostics. Uh, that means we'll put it through. Uh, the address, and we'll, we'll bring it up. It'll give all the pertinent information, the flood zone, 
um, the community, um, and then we'll reach out to the community and municipality if they have any extra uh, layers of criteria. And what we'll do is we'll put together um, a report, and typically there is something you can do about that, whether it's mitigation, which means putting in proper flood vending um, to be compliant, or you know, like we were talking about in the break, there's a certain situation to where if your if your crawl space is lower on the inside than the exterior grade, uh, FEMA sees that as a different um, as kind of a red flag. Mm. If you if you just think about it, all now that if a flood happens, it's going to accumulate with water like a swimming pool kind of a effect, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to it's going to compromise the soil. It's going to compromise the foundation. So in certain situations, we can recommend uh, adding aggregator fill into that and bring that up to the, the the level of the exterior, and that changes the game. That changes your your building diagram to a compliant diagram. Oh really? Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's going to help um, the flood insurance, you know, dramatically. If you just, you know, doing those little tweaks, changing that building diagram from because they see that as grade space, it's called. So subgrade space means side is typically lower than the outside. So that's mm. kind of a a, coll- a collection pool, if you will. Right. And and that's a lot more at risk of collecting more water and making the the soil unstable. Uh, compromise the foundation and just kind of, kind of, you know, festers from there. So in certain situations, you can add fill into there, uh, up to and in, in, uh, add fill into and make the inside equal to the outside, and that changes the building diagram and that changes the whole game. Oh, that changes your hmm. your flood insurance. So, and that's only one, you know, small way of what this function does. This flood, uh, the flood risk evaluator does for us. We'll go through all of the. Um, uh, the options and and um, kind of plug and play of what option. And so, even, Clay, real quick, Clay, how does somebody find out if they're even in a floodplain? I'll tell you a quick story. When I mm-hmm. bought my first home, I, I told you I was in a floodplain. We didn't find out until we were sitting at the table signing the papers. <laughs> they slid this flood policy across the table and said, "Oh, by the way," and we had to sign it, and it cost us a lot of money. And it went up, just like you said, it went up every year, and it kept going and going. And we were so mad about that. Is there some way for someone to know before they buy a property and, you know, they kind of want to go through this process? So, and we can help with that, too. Um, And we do um, uh, our new kind of overall family. um, It's called floodproofing.com. And this gives all things flood. So you can go to that uh, website. uh, that that website and that resource, um, and you can actually inside of there is um, is an option for the flood risk evaluator, and you can go to it, and we can we can help, or you can do it outside of this, but we can literally plug in your address um, and through a through a, a the FEMA map um, service center, and it will actually bring up and it will tell you if you're in a floodplain, it will tell you you know what what flood zone and right. you know it'll it'll give you all that. That's that's the beauty of today's uh, technology. So Google fixes um, everything. Yeah, yeah. So uh, and we we kind of put that into one umbrella. It's called floodproofing.com, and you can literally, you know, we can type your address in, um, and it basically will use most of the time we'll use the the FEMA Map Service Center. It's the most um, uh, user friendly and 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 everything. 
there's versions of it that do the same thing that basically will will equate your property to you know what uh, floodplain but we use the fema map service center and okay. we can simply you can simply just put your address in and it will bring up um uh your flood uh zone and your property and it'll give you kind of a layered map and it will tell you if you're in a floodplain so if, if, if our listeners have questions about all the things that we've talked about here today, uh, where would you direct them to go? Uh, is there, you have a website, of course. Yeah. So we basically now have grown into these, this big flood family uh, with all of these resources. Um, and it's floodproofing.com. And we have different tabs there for different needs. So say that you do want to check out flood insurance, there's a, there's an option there. Um, if you want the uh, the FRE report, the flood risk evaluator, um, like you, Corey, if you were, you know, if you wanted to know about your property um, and the options there, um, that would be a service that you could utilize in that yeah. in that regard. So that's fantastic. Um, yeah, and we and um, you know, it's again, it's not all about you know, we've grown into this big resource and passionate about about um, about connecting um, properties and, and homeowners. Um, that are struggling and, and aggravated in the floodplain um, to connect the dots to solutions. And, and that's just what we've always been passionate about. Yeah. So, you know. Um, well, Clay, we got to we we'll take another break. Yeah, one more quick break, yeah. folks. We'll be right back. Don't go away. You're listening to Tony and Corey. Home Improvement Show with Tony and Corey, built by Par Lumber. Now, here's Tony and Corey. Hey, welcome back to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show. Thanks for staying with us. Today on the show, we're talking about crawl spaces. Uh, earlier in the show, we had Ryan with Terra Firma Foundation Systems, and he was explaining to us the benefits of sealing your crawl space and keeping everything out. Yep, and fully enclosed. Fully crawl enclosed, space. conditioned airspace so it's you know no more mold no more humidifier in there yeah you're really cleaning that thing out and making it pristine yeah but if you live in a flood plain or a flood zone you really don't have that ability and you're required by fema rules to have a vent that will allow water and debris to get out of your foundation. To get in and out. In and out, right. Yeah. It seems counterintuitive that you'd want to let it in. Right. But if you think about it, you don't want that stuff building up on the exterior of your foundation. And pushing on it. I mean, it's like uh, it's like the opposite of a pool, right? Yeah, they call that hydrostatic pressure. Right. It's like uh, it's like that uh, the opposite. You know, you got all this water built up in there, and if if the walls that they're pushing on, they're not really meant for lateral strength. They're They're meant just for... For um, you know, holding your house up, not uh, not for yeah. Left your, or... your, if anything, this show has taught us is that your foundation is 
so important. Right. It literally is the foundation <laughs> of your home. But I'm. <laughs> uh, so uh, right now we've got Clay Goodrich on the phone with SmartVent, and, and SmartVent has a solution for uh, mitigating flood damage as it relates to collapsing the foundation of your home and your home falling down um, uh, on top of like the Wicked Witch of the East or, or something like that, right? You don't want that to be the case. So, so Clay, uh, real quick, let's sort of um, recap what we've talked about. Um, first things first, right? If somebody owns a home and they've had flooding issues in the past or water around the house, they probably need to find out whether or not they're in a floodplain. Uh, that's that's a great that's a great start. And um, it, it, why you probably wouldn't know that? Well, you probably would know that uh, depending on your situation. But uh, if you flood a lot, um, you typically um, and you have a mortgage on your property, you'll know you're in a floodplain because you'll be required to have flood insurance. Right. Which I found out the hard way. <laughs> the hard way. And if yeah, you we can help that with you, by the way. And if you're in a floodplain, then that means there's a good chance you're going to have to deal with flood waters at some point. And what you don't want to have happen is uh, regular screened foundation vents that can get plugged up by debris, and then that water will build up on the outside, and that hydrostatic pressure can pressure can collapse your foundation and ultimately cause you tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars in damage. So, so this is what we're trying to mitigate with this product. And this product that you have, essentially, um, when the water reaches its level and the floats in your vent, which is otherwise closed and keeps rodents and all that stuff out, um, rises up and allows that vent to Tilt. swing open at a mm -hmm. 90 degree. And it opens up how big of a gap so that, so that uh, water and debris can get through there. So uh, the, I'll put it this way. So a three-inch sphere um, has to pass through it to be um, an ICC engineered opening. So do you, if you can visualize that. Like, so like a tennis inch, ball, maybe. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Probably so more like a pickleball. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a three-inch uh, round sphere um, has to pass through it um, to, to, to be uh, accredited uh, as an engineered opening. Um, and that's what uh, our smart vent um, flood vent does. So if the, you can kind of visualize that, uh, it rotates open um, and allows that debris, as you were speaking of, um, to flow through and unobstruct and, and not clog up and obstruct that opening. Uh, it allows that debris to flow through and not obstruct um, the, the opening mm -hmm. by for, for doing its function, which is taking that uh, massive that force, that pressure mm -hmm. uh, off right. the foundation. And and what that does, it basically equalizes that flood water pressure so it doesn't do that that structural damage. Um, and you see the, the still pictures of the devastation where the flood, uh, the, uh, the houses are moved down the floodway. Oh, picked yeah. Up, literally, picked, literally picked up. So that's what we can eliminate for the most part is those situations which – is you know life changing, um, if you will. So it it hasn't um, been that long since there's been um, you know f f floody areas, you know floody floody areas in the <laughs> uh, certainly in the Portland area and you know in the in certain areas in the Pacific Northwest, all over the place. You know there's uh, there's the likelihood that uh, you could end up in that situation, not not often, but obviously uh, in some situations you just want to be ready for it. So. Um, knowing whether or not you're at risk is uh, the first thing, and then uh, addressing it and making sure that you're doing it the way that it's supposed to be done 
also. And then, folks, if you've spent the money, if you spend the money to uh, protect your house from flood damage uh, by using SmartVents products, of course, there is a good possibility you will get uh, some sort of a some sort of a relief on your insurance. And uh, they want to know that you're doing everything that you can in order to make your home uh, to protect your home from flood water. So. Um, so that's a really great, a really great product for, for that need. Where can they go and find this product, Clay? So we have a great resource uh, content um, at floodproofing.com. Uh, that's all one word, uh, floodproofing.com. Uh, so there you'll find um, an elaborate resource. You know, uh, obviously our smart vent, our flood vents, we'll, it'll show you technical data and, you know, all that good stuff. But what we've expanded to uh, over the years, because um, we're passionate about uh, about uh, life, safety, welfare, all that good stuff, is is now we have a module called the Flood Risk Evaluator. So we can take your situation, your property situation, and we can uh, run a diagnostic test and tell you, you know, if you can improve it, if you can lower your flood insurance. Uh, we can tell you all these kind of different applications to really improve that situation. Um, and we, and we do this on the daily. I mean, we do, we do many, many, many of these. And what we saw is a huge disconnect between, uh, homeowners in the floodplain and, um, and flood insurance premiums for one, um, you know, raising, you know, year after year after year, uh, we can stop that process, um, you know, by, by certain mitigation steps or, or certain, uh, techniques that we can help you with. Um, and that's, again, that's a huge passion of us is connecting, Taking that homeowner that's that's aggravated uh, and connecting connecting with a solution um, to either lower the flood insurance rate, uh, protect the home, um, and we even will will help. Um, in some instances, the property can be uh, taken out of the floodplain uh, mm. on certain occasions, so we can help with that too. So it's not all about you know um, you know peddling fence or whatever. It's it's about getting those those homeowners uh, in the best solution in the best situation right um because they're already in a you know in a floodplain you know you, you got that you know uh, over your head where you're you're worrying about it we help connect that uh, with many different um you know techniques of uh of, of improving that property's yeah. resiliency yeah and another thing that i want to just just remind you of it that came out during this conversation is that uh, if you have a home that's that's maybe was in was in the is in the floodplain and then you do a remodel a large scale remodel you could find yourself or will find yourself needing to be compliant whereas before you weren't and and clay i just want to say thank you so much for being on with us we're we're out of time of course but uh, this has been absolutely great uh invaluable information and we really appreciate you coming on smart vent give me that flood uh, website one more time clay yeah it's um so floodproofing dot com all one word that's where the overall you know all overall all of our resource stuff is at you can still go to smartvent.com um but the bigger resource content is at uh, floodproofing.com all one word okay floodproofing.com yeah yeah perfect yeah, and you'll have all these great uh resource materials we can help you lower your flood insurance we can awesome. uh, help you mi- we can help you mitigate to protect uh, your property make it more resilient all that good stuff super awesome thanks Play so good much rich with smart Man. thank you so much for being with us we really appreciate it all right folks that's all the time we got thank you for tuning in this has been another episode of your weekend warriors right here on the weekend warriors radio network have a great week